0: Good evening, family and friends. It is such an honor to be before you on today. Um, I want to thank God and our pastors for the opportunity to be before you. This is not an easy thing. This is definitely stepping out on faith, but I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have an honor to be before you and just to share some things that I have been researching, studying, and what God has told me to say. I want to give out a big thanks to our pastors, Bishop and Lady James F. Harris. They are the most amazing pastors on this side of heaven. Thank you for your sacrifice, your love, your prayers. Thank you for the council. We thank you for every single thing that you are doing. I want to say hi to my family, my church family, my friends. You guys don't know how much the encouragement that's coming through the screen means to me. So my topic on tonight, um, well, first, before we do that, let's pray. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for being here. We thank you, God, for brand new mercies on today, for waking us up with the activity of our limbs, having the right mind to serve you, God. You've been so good. We honor you. We bless you. There's no other God before you. God, you are magnificent. You are wonderful, and we worship and praise you, Lord, and bless everybody under the sound of my voice, even those who listen to this broadcast at a later date. Bless them, God, and Open their understanding and their hearing to hear what you have to say, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for taking care of all of our affairs. We thank you for taking care of all of our troubles and trials. We thank you for being just good to us, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so I'm not going to be before you guys long. I promise I won't, and I mean it. I mean it when I say that. I'm talking on purpose. I'll be talking on purpose, and um, the title came to me, Big Little Things. As we strive to fulfill our purpose in life, there are a lot of things that we have to be aware of. Our spiritual senses have to be sharpening because these there are little things that can also become big things that can actually stunt our growth, or our process, and moving in our purpose. Um, so I want to start off with the definition of purpose. Definition of purpose, purpose is... The reason in which something is done or created or for which something exists. So if you exist, that's what purpose is. Why do you exist? Uh, Why are you here? Why were you created? That's what purpose is. Everyone is born with a purpose. No matter what you think, everybody is with purpose. Proverbs 25 says, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. So it's important that we have insight. Um, Each of us are born with a purpose and calling that we can discover or completely miss. Um, The influence of the Holy Spirit in, in the lives of believers gives us insight to his purpose for us. We find peace, courage when we sense the confirmation of the Spirit, that we are in the right place at the right time at our designated calling. And it's easy to find ourselves subtle, complacent in life. There are many reasons that we can feel stuck, discouraged, adrift, loss of enthusiasm for life, forfeit hope and a sense of purpose and peace because we find ourselves like, okay, we get excited about I'm moving in my purpose and then something comes along the way. And if we're not aware of these things that maybe we still have in our lives, we can stop and that's when we get to feel adrift and like I'm losing my reason why I'm waking up every morning. If you're willing to discover and align yourself with his plan and purpose for your life, he'll bless you more than you could ever imagine and open doors of opportunity you never dreamed of. Like you would be so amazed at what God can do in your life. So tonight I ask you, do you truly believe it? Do you believe that God has a purpose for you? And are you ready to get started? Thus my question for you tonight. Are Do you truly believe the word of God and that he has a purpose for your life? And are you ready to get started? Um, this is key in understanding God's purpose for your life. God has numbered your days and will fulfill every purpose he has for you. All right. I will admit that throughout my life, I knew God, but I knew of him because of my belief system. My belief system has been in the way of my relationship with God for a long time. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe others believed in me. And I didn't believe that God believed in me. So that way of thinking has stopped me for many decades and finding out my purpose. But even still along the way, my experiences drew me closer to him. I didn't even know it, but it was drawing me closer to him. And I think I got my life mixed up or I got purpose and identity mixed up. Um, it's easy to think that because you're confident in your identity that you know your purpose. But while purpose and identity are intertwined, they are not the same. Your identity is often shaped by external factors, where you live, what you do, how you look, and the roles that you take on in work and in life. Identity is like, it can shift over, over time. So when I was younger, I was just so bold and I could do anything anything and nothing scared me but as I've gotten older I have become more of a homebody more conservative you know I don't like to do all the things I used to do so it's apparent to others what your identity is but purpose is quiet it goes far deeper embedded in your soul and you don't need to declare to the world your purpose become you and you become your purpose and if we're not careful our values could shift um, and speaking of values, it just reminds me of a story that I read a couple of weeks ago. And it's about the teenage boys. They were just goofing around. They decided to break into like this electronic shop. And they weren't really trying to steal anything. But what they did was they took the expensive tags and put them on inexpensive things. And they took the inexpensive tags and put it on expensive things. So the next morning, they set. You know, outside across the street and watch as the employees, the manager and the customers were scratching their head, looking like, what is going on? And the the manager had to honor some of these things. And they were just doing it for kicks and giggles just to see that happen. But sometimes I think that Satan has played the same kind of trick on us. Sometimes I think that he's broken into our lives and has changed the price tag on things. And too often under the influences of like malicious attacks or ploys. We treat what deserves to be treated with loving care as though it was, it was of little worth. And sometimes I don't think the enemy has to break in because some of us has areas in our life that we haven't given completely over to God. And that represents your cracked windows or your unlocked doors. And that's how Satan can get in and really take over your household. And you're wondering why, why am I in limbo? What was wrong? But there are some things in our lives we've had for so long that we don't recognize them anymore or we feel justified and we keep them. Those are big, little things. You may look at us as little, but all the rest of my life is doing good, child. But those little things is what the enemy uses to break into your life. And cause you to put value on the wrong things. What do you mean wrong things? Wrong things as in people's opinion. Wrong things as in material things. Wrong things as in things that you don't even need in your life. Things that God had not even planned to give to you. You're chasing after those things because we're not dealing with these issues. And you find out that a lot of times people are stuck You'll see them doing great for a period of time. And next thing you know, they're falling off. It's these little things that become big hindrances in our life because we won't recognize it or we feel justified to keep it. All right. And I realize there are some delays that we cannot predict. We all understand that there are delays that we cannot predict, but there are some that we can. We know the road because it didn't. we didn't consult God. Or it's just a familiar road, so we keep going down it. We didn't check the traffic report ahead of time. And what's worse is this road could be full of delays and stops. Traffic is a monster, just like life sometimes. We sit stuck on this road for over hours, years, decades. And the sad thing is that we are missing opportunities that God had lined up and planned for us. Because we de- we decided not to consult God before we go down these roads. But what's driving us to go down these roads? These little things that are big hindrances, okay? I want to talk about a few things that could hinder you. Um, but I first want to say that if you really want to fulfill your purpose, find out your purpose and live it out, you have to decide to fully obey God. Not in what you want, not in just the things that make sense, but you have to fully obey God. Even unfair issues, you still have to fully obey God in it, okay? So the first thing that we can find that distracts us is comparison trap. There are a few things that can prevent you from fulfilling your purpose more than comparing your journey with someone else's. Instead of concerning yourself of where everyone else is, Stay in your lane and keep moving forward. God has created you with a unique temperament, passions, and giftings that only you can do. And you can discover what they are by placing them before God and asking that he might intend for them to guide your way. You understand? And if we take a look at Psalms 139 and 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together together. In my mother's womb, your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So God has all he knew you before you were here. He knitted you together. So there are things that you can do that nobody else in this world can do. So we don't have to worry about our spotlight because your spotlight could be in front of a million homeless people. Your spotlight could be on the church stage. Your spotlight could be in prisons. But as long as you're fulfilling what God designed you to do, there's complete fulfillment in it. Yes, there are obstacles because we have to grow. But there there is a complete fulfillment. You don't even worry about the people around you. Matter of fact, you say, girl, you're using that gift. Thank you for your gift. And you don't worry about comparing yourself because we are God knitted us. That is important for y'all to understand. He knitted us. Shanita, you're right. Comparison kills. Katrina, you're right. Stay in your lane is the best lane to be in. All right. Another thing that steals from us is time. Nothing will keep you focused and on task better than a deadline. Now, I'm not one to talk because I'm still working on my deadlines, but many miss out on living the life they were created for by thinking they don't have enough time to create it. If I had a nickel for every time I've said and other people have said that I'm just too old, Uh, I'm past my qualifying ages, I would be rich. But God's plan and purpose will always come to pass regardless of your age. The only thing he needs from you is willingness. But on the flip side, many feel they have plenty of time to figure out their lives, leading them to procrastinate. And we don't know the number of days On this earth, tomorrow is never promised. And regardless of how you struggle with time, both mentalities prevent you from staying focused and fulfilling your purpose. James 4, 13 through 14 says that while you do not know what will happen tomorrow, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So the moments that you are here, you got to take advantage of it. I mean, we're living in a world that is like, Every man for himself. You have to be careful in your spending, careful in what you put in your body these days, careful the medications you take, careful what you put in your hair, careful what you put on your skin. We have to be so careful these days because there are so many things working against us, so many things that we have to stress out about. But if you don't use your time wisely to seek counsel from God. Every morning waking up, God, what do you have for me to do today? God, what is your will for my life on today? Time is a thief. Either you have wasted it or you wasted it. Pretty much. because the only thing you can do with time is waste it. So take the time, guys. Fight for your purpose. Don't let you just be a vanish in the air because God's purpose will be done regardless. But take advantage of life. Be careful of the things that you let into your life, right? Number three is a very popular one, unforgiveness. I feel like unforgiveness is like a cancer. It eats away at you until even the healthy parts are contaminated. Even to the places you don't even realize that it's unforgiveness. It pulls you with this desire for vengeance and it prevents your life from moving forward. Whatever it is that hurt you, let go of the offense. You'll free yourself from the weight. If you be honest, it is a weight To carry unforgiveness. It is like, Lord, take the wheel, the rocks, the house, everything. You just get tired of unforgiveness. And whatever it is that hurts you, I encourage you tonight to let it go. Um, You'll free yourself from that weight. And God can pay back more abundantly than you ever could yourself. I promise you. Ephesians 4, 32 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. When I think of forgiveness, I think of I cannot not forgive this person after God has forgiven the most unforgivable things about me. How could I do that? God has forgiven the most unforgivable things. He forgave that. So how could I not forgive the next person? I can't judge. I've done too many wrong things. I can't tell you what you should and shouldn't do because I haven't lived one day in your shoes. I haven't been through what you've been through. So when you look at it like that, even if it's offended, talk about it, talk it over, talk it through, and move on because it's too much to live out here. Y'all know that, all right? The next one is people pleasing. People pleasing. (laughs) There's no way to move forward in all that God created you to be if you are busy trying to please others. Most people pleasers can't bear to have anyone unhappy with them. But we don't, you can't don't miss out on hearing the wonderful words, Well done, my good and faithful servant, by getting caught up in trying to please people who will likely never be satisfied. Anyway, all right, you're making yourself a part of somebody else's issue. You can't please people. You have to move on. And believe it or not, a lot of a lot of people in church, the church that I know, um, I've seen people like do things, but they want that glory. Oh man, he broke that word down. He he. What is it? Uh, the Ephesus and all this stuff when preachers say the big words, it's wonderful. But what's important to God? The audience. That souls are saved. It's not about doing what other people do. It's about doing what you do and do it well. Like I said, stay in your lane. That's the perfect place for you. But pleasing people will always leave you unsatisfied because you can't please people. Sometimes you can't even please yourself half the time. So don't worry about it. okay? The next one, number five, is toxic thinking. There comes in everybody's life where Thinking can be toxic, okay? When negative thinking is left unchecked, it spirals out of control and becomes toxic. You begin to believe the thoughts and feelings that keep you stuck in fear. The solution isn't just positive thinking, but rather challenging the truth of the negative thinking. Have you guys done that before? Have you challenged the truth of those negative thoughts versus just saying, you know what, girl, tomorrow I'm going to start thinking positive? No, because the negative thoughts will come back. So you have to challenge those negative thoughts and, and challenge it with the word of God, what God says about you versus what you're thinking. Um, I'm, you know, there's so many storms that you go through, but you know, I had the opportunity to understand that more better because in my mind, it was easy. It, it, it explained itself. I didn't understand what the purpose was. And while we were stuck in this place, with this other person, but God had to show me that people think differently. And it's not that they're maliciously trying to attack or you can't just say it one time to them and think they're supposed to get it and move on because you got it. I think about how long it took me to get certain things. So we have to be patient, but you also have to guard yourself from toxic thinking. Don't sit there and listen to it. Offer the solution let them know you'll pray for them. And if you know that you're not strong enough to handle their thoughts, you suggest them to somebody else that you feel can handle it. But you got to guard your heart at the same time, okay? And the enemy's number one target is believers' minds. Therefore, it is vital to know God's truth in order to combat the lies that bounce around in your head. Second Corinthians 10 and 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought that make it obedient to Christ, to make it obedient to Christ, all right? So we have to make sure that we know the word of God. We also got to make sure that we know God, all right? Because then you won't be able to tell the difference. Um, The next thing is control. Um, are you the type who must have everything to go your way? It's delighted in having everything figured out. But when your plans were full or they fell through, you couldn't handle it well. Um, I learned that control is a trust issue. Control is a trust issue. Oftentimes our attempt to control is simply an indication that we don't trust God's sovereignty. Because we can't do it better than him. So, if we always have to be in control, you don't trust God's sovereignty. And you have to work on that because the enemy will, will try to tell you, oh, girl, no, you just efficient. Oh, no, girl, you just got your ducks in the road, girl. That's what he'll tell you. But in actuality, we are taking control over situations that we should be giving to God. All right? He's in the driver's seat. We might not know where we're going, but we know who's driving, right? All right. However, when you begin to realize that only he truly knows what's best for us and his love is so outrageous, we can begin to lay down our controlling nature and submit to his perfect will. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, my prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There it is right there in the word. Um, And the last thing I want to talk about is the lack of fairness. From our earliest years, we were taught to treat others with fairness. um, But God doesn't say that everything in our life will be fair. Romans 9 and 15 says, he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. God is just, but his favor isn't always fair. Jesus reminds us in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So don't lose focus and mess up on living life or purpose because of any of these distractions, guys. If, they're, if you recognize any of these things in your life, then we have to understand that we can't move forward With these things hanging around, remember, they're like cracked windows and unlocked doors for Satan to come in and use these things to keep us in this cycle. And every year around the same time, we're going to do the same thing, you know. But God wants you to truly choose to obey him. That means forgive when people do unforgivable things. That means give up control when it's uncomfortable. That means don't worry about fairness. He's going to take care of everything. That means all of that. Just trust God and choose to choose to obey, choose to obey. And whatever I do, it doesn't matter how justified I feel. I'm going to choose to obey God in my walk so that my purpose can be fulfilled. So I can stay more into the lane of purpose than in the lane of regret. Don't you sometimes don't you get just tired of regret? Don't you get frustrated of being in the same situation all the time? Or can you imagine how it feels to just be free of all of these things that has wagered them for so long, but to actually be free of them. The word of God, his love is a feeling that is indescribable. And when we really figure out that everything God does is motivated by love, then we understand that I can trust God because he's never let me down before. Like Bishop was talking about, remember the skins. God has never failed me. He's never failed me. My sister, Denise loves this song. Um, he, I can do all things. He never lost his power. He's never lost his power. He can do anything but fail. And I have begun to adopt that song. I love it too. God can do anything but fail. But remember, you can get over these things. You can be victorious. I thought there was a moment that I would never be happy. I would never have hope. But God took my experiences. And I'm going to be honest with you. I hear better in pain. I don't know why. Do you guys experience that? I can hear him so clear in pain because I am actually leaning on him because I have no other option. And then if you keep practicing that, that, that thing, then all of a sudden you're going to listen to him more often. But when I'm in pain is when I hear God clearly, when I hear instructions, when I don't, I, I'm i not even second guessing I know that was God in this situation I'm in. That was God, but I'm learning that I, I learned so much in the storm. I hear in my pain, and I'm grateful for it because this time I went through some trials and tribulations, even up to today, and I was not moved by it. So I said, Oh, that means I am closer, God to my destination. I didn't even think like I used to think. And when you see these small victories, huge victories, then it gives you courage that, hey, I can do it. So if you're out there and if you're feeling like this is impossible. I will never stop thinking this way. I will never measure up. It is truly uh, the lie of the enemy. And we come against the enemy and every unclean spirit, every mental disease, every single thing that's trying to capture your mind. We come against it and we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You can't have victory. You can live out your purpose. You can't wake up happy every day because you know what it is I created you to do. Guys, pray much for the Lord. It's been a joy to be before you. I hope there was something in here that helped you all today. Continue to keep me in your prayers. I love you all. Have a great night.